Okay, say something now. Saying things now. Can you hear the fan? No. You can't? You don't hear the... I love how you think you can hear that, but you can never even hear what we're talking about. Hey, this is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know what we're doing. Each week we pick a different topic that we don't know a whole lot about, and then we, you know, kind of stumble our way through it. <laughs> well, that's normal anyway. It's, yeah. it's been a couple weeks. Sometimes we research. Yeah. And this week we're actually kind of continuing our topic that we talked about on our last episode, which was we don't know how to look for a house. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about we don't know how to actually buy it, because yeah. we've just gone through this process in the last month or so uh, about buying our first home. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, but before we jump in, we've been away a couple weeks, so why don't we give a quick update about some of the stuff we've been up to? Yep. Well, we found our mic, so now we can continue on with podcasting. <laughs> That's right. This is our first recording in the new house, and everything was kind of in boxes, and we didn't know where everything was, so yeah. we're set up. Uh, Mike, you just went to Oculus Connect last week, or mm-hmm. a week before? Mm, two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So Oculus Connect, uh, this was the fifth year mm-hmm. and it is um a gathering of creators and um developers and people that you know media people that interact with the vr head you know vr world uh-huh. but specifically oculus which is um the headset for um by facebook gotcha is it just the headset or is it like proprietary software for that one too I mean, it's like, is it a like platform? It's a platform. Whatever? Yeah. Okay. So it's a VR platform. Gotcha. Itself. Cool. So you can go and it has a store and you can buy the games through yeah. it and play it through the Oculus headset. Gotcha. And there's two versions right now. There's the Oculus headset that has the controllers in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one requires a computer. Mm-hmm. It's a little more pricey, pricier kind of experience because right. you have to have a really good computer. Right. Uh, to run it. And that's the rift, right? Yeah. Oculus rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get a better immersion. Right. Immersive experience with that one. Yeah. There's Oculus Go, which came out not that long ago. I think it's 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that one is um, a standalone. So kind of like how you see people with their, like Google Cardboard. Cardboard. You just stick yeah. your phone in it. Or like the Samsung one. Yeah. So uh-huh. you don't have, yeah, exactly. The Samsung gear. Uh, instead of doing that, this is standalone. It's its own, you know. It, in but the it's Oculus. just like portable and you're not tethered and all that stuff. Yes. Gotcha. It has a, a little controller, one hand controller. Okay. But it only has three degrees of freedom. Cool. Which only is tracking like your head up, gotcha. down, left, right, and tilting. Gotcha. But so what made you go to the show? Because you don't re- you don't like work in VR or anything. So no. What made you go to the show? Not yet. Well. <laughs> um, so I lucked out on. I'm in a Facebook group that uh, uh, it's a gay gamer uh, professional um, Facebook group, mm-hmm. and I saw this post about um, lottery for that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know what? That sounds really interesting. It's here in San Jose, and right. I want to try for it. That's cool. And I won. Nice. <laughs> so that was really awesome. And then um, I met up with the other people that were that also won tickets. Mm-hmm. And we kind of hung out the whole time that we were there. That's cool. Yeah. So I met some new friends, made some new friends at the actual event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I danced a lot at the last uh, <laughs> the last day. There was a dance party. So was this a convention or just a party? It was uh, both. Okay. But yeah, it was it was super inspiring because I met lots of people, young people, mm-hmm. older people, 
a bunch of people are using this platform for, you know, it's in the kind of still early stages. So mm. people are not really knowing how to like monetize it or how to right. build for it. They're yeah. It's like, it's like, things. it's cool, but what do I do with it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are still trying to figure out like what that magic recipe is. Yeah. So what was the highlight of the show? The highlight I think was going to the authentically us, uh, providing a platform for underrepresented voices in VR. And was it that was, like a panel or? Yeah, it was a panel. Okay. And it was hosted by, you know, everything was hosted by Oculus, but they had a representative from Oculus that mm -hmm. was leading the panel. Mm -hmm. And it was about this document documentary series that was in shot in 360 VR. Mm -hmm. And it was all about, you know, representing these trans uh, people's voices. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, you say it was shot in VR, meaning it was like stereoscopic video or was this like a virtual world built for VR? It was stereoscopic. Like it was video, not, not a computer rendering. Or yeah, whatever. it was all video. So it was kind of cool. like your, their friend that was just next to them the entire time. Okay. So there were some inter interesting parts. The, the person that was there, that was uh, one of the stories that was about her mm -hmm. was Shannon Scott. Okay. And she was, her story is that she was in the Air Force, mm -hmm. and when she was in the Air Force, she was a, a male. Okay. And while she was there, she decided that she wanted to transition to mm. be her, you know, her actual... Her true self. Herself, yeah. yeah. And so she started getting the hormone therapy and uh, started proceeding with that, and the Air Force was not down with that, mm. and so they gave her a dishonorable discharge. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty messed up. So... It was about her kind of telling her story, fighting for trans rights in the military mm. and uh, going to the like national cemetery. And there mm. were these uh, these graves, headstones for gay people. And it was really that was pretty powerful, like seeing that and also seeing the like there was an, one part of the VR experience where or the, the movie documentary where you're sitting across from her. She's in a. Like in the not White House, but but like Congress or out there in Washington, and you're sitting across from her, but at a table with all these like uh, senators and other people like that, mm -hmm. and so you're looking around and you see the you know these people. It's like you're there, mm -hmm. and then there was this one point where she, you're actually on the other side of the table, looking directly at her, and she's like almost talking to you, mm -hmm. and that's you know that that kind of immersion was really interesting hmm. i found that that was like wow this is kind of effective you can use it this way right uh the walking alongside with her was you know interesting it was you know showing people maybe that haven't don't know a trans person mm -hmm. or um you know don't interact with them just showing mm -hmm. them that you know they're just people they're yeah. living their lives and right yeah that's cool building that empathy yeah so that was really cool and i got to meet her and chat with her nice uh we bonded over our you know, veteranness and mm, the military. Veteranness. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool to see that it's a VR experience used for like a good cause that's not, you know, just a gaming mentality too. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So the there was a hashtag for that when it was a VR hashtag VR for good. Oh, cool. So it was really good to see. I think the whole experience was great, mm -hmm. but I think the the thing that kind of overwhelmed me was that Oculus was very um, open to inclusiveness mm. like how much they were open to it and pushing for it and mm. they didn't just want you know the same old shooter game or right. you know halo knockoff or whatever yeah. they want they have that but they also want other stuff they want content they want mm. 
you know, experimental things. So got it. Uh, so really encouraging the use of the platform for more than just games. Yeah, that's cool. Or you know, just showing other voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. It's refreshing to to see and hear. Yeah, nice. it was really cool. So you're gonna try and go back next year? Uh, if I can, yeah. Cool. Maybe as a developer. Awesome. Or maybe working there. We'll see. That's fun. Yeah, that's cool. So what have you been up to? Not really anything. Just work work yeah but we did go to uh, the haunt last night at great america that's right california's great america it was busy holy moly i've been going to great america since i was three or four years old yeah something like that and this was the most crowded i have ever seen california's great america it was real busy yeah not as bad as like the of the haunt though it had some hmm (laughs) <laughs> inconsistent parts, yeah it yeah. was inconsistent yeah and it had parts that were like wow they really did a really good job here and yeah. then you're walking through parts where like um it's not even themed like yeah it, it takes you out of the experience yeah. of of the halloween haunt thing i agree uh I, I also felt like a lot of the employees were just sort of over it and it's so early <laughs> in the halloween season too it's only like the second weekend but a lot of them were just kind of like yeah mm-hmm, move on <laughs> Maybe it's, were, maybe it's because we're just spoiled because we went to Knott's last year, which we talked about on the show. Yeah. But Knott's Actually, was so good we last went, year. We went uh, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But maybe we're just spoiled from that. Yeah, it was so good. And yeah. then we... Okay, so we went to this flashlight one that... Right. Uh, uh, flashlight. Was it Madame... Madame Marie's something. Something, yeah. Manor? Shack? Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> we heard that there were flashlights there. So we're like, wow, cool. This is going to be just like the flashlight one at Knott's. And yeah. Knott's, that was really awesome. Right. Super immersive and it was interactive. Not. No, it was a, you just hold a flashlight. Right. And shine it around. For no reason. But don't shine it at the people yeah. in the face. Yeah. It was kind of blah. Yeah. The lines were so long, though. We did one maze and that was it. That's all we did. Yeah. That's crazy. And we were there three hours? Maybe. It's crazy. Anyways, but it's Halloween coming up. I'm excited to do some more of that stuff. Yeah. Let's see what goes. There's a thing out here, Nightmare, Nightmare Island. Island. Yeah. Maybe we'll check that we out. We should definitely we can, check that out. We right? can report back on that. Yeah. If you're in the Bay Area, maybe it will be something you can do. For sure. Uh, well, should we jump into our main topic? Yeah. Let's week? do it. Okay. So, yeah, continuing on what we did uh, last episode, we had talked about we don't know how to find a house because we've just bought our first house. Even looking for a house and trying to understand what we wanted was a big ordeal. Yeah, it was. And so now we thought we would kind of talk about the other half of the ordeal, which was actually trying to get the house that we wanted. And <laughs> the house that we're in now was actually the... Not the one being, we wanted. Right. It ended up being the third uh, the third offer that we put in. Well, it was the one you wanted. It was. It's uh, funny. This is the first house we had looked up, up in this area. Randomly. Randomly. Uh, and I immediately liked it, but you didn't like it at first. Uh, it grew on you, I think. Like a sore. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. No, I mean, it had it has great curb appeal. Yeah. I think yeah. you're just not into the fixer-upper mentality. Yeah. Well, I don't have the time to fixer-upper. Whatever. That's what it was about. But whatever. You're all about it, so let's do it. Anyway. Good Lord. <laughs> so, I guess let's talk about, like, it was such a learning process, I think. Uh, the whole ordeal of actually trying to get into a house like had to get pre pre qualified pre approved then put an offer in and da 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 like it's a lot of steps you got to go to school for this basically yes like there I, needs I did to be these so, classes yeah. oh. i mean we did webinar we did webinars we did it well yeah yeah to like learn it and i had like all this reading material i had one on one learning sessions with realtors like 
Really? You're right. Yes. Oh it, it was a lot. It was like school getting this done. Ugh, God. So crazy. Why? Yeah. Why can't so, it be easy? Why can't it be? Is there an app for that? I Maybe don't know. we should build that. Probably. There's an app. Bam. Yeah. We got it. I don't know. Okay. So pre qualified. That's like what you have to kind of do up first, which is sort of like you have a conversation with uh, like a lender or a broker or a few, and they kind of tell you how much house that they think you can afford based on your finances and your debt and credit and all that crap. Hmm. Oh, yeah. We had to send all this stuff to oh my God. that one. I thought it was just yeah. a bank that was going to give us some random like info. So did I. And then it ended up being this like quiet, like pre, <laughs> I know, pre-qualifying thing. Just kind of interesting. Yeah. I think that was a learning experience too. It was like the minute they start asking for financials and stuff, they're yeah. getting serious and they're going to probably run your credit. Yeah. They yeah. want your social security. Yeah. They right. want your your tax history. I know. For I like thought it was going to be years. like this. Yeah. I thought it was going to be uh, just like casual conversation about like, what are you looking for? What do you want to do? And it was not. It was every single person was immediately like, all right, let's get some numbers. Let's be real about this. Yeah. Which I guess in a way is good because mm-hmm. you don't want somebody telling you a story that doesn't end up being anywhere near realistic. Exactly. So I guess you don't want to waste good. their time. Totally. Yeah. I thought what was interesting though was that like it seemed like every single person we talked to ended up trying to tell us that we should buy a house that was more than I wanted to spend. Yeah. Like everybody was like, like when we got pre approved, they're like, oh yeah, you, you can afford a house up to a million dollars. And I was like, what? Yeah. No, what? That's stupid. No. Why would we do that? Why? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So I think that was like lesson number one is like, don't get uh, soaked up in the hype from what everybody tells you. Like really be conscious about what, what you, you can actually exactly. afford. Exactly. Have a conversation amongst yourself or yourselves first and think about what are you actually comfortable with? Like what's that monthly payment? What's the overall number you want to pay for something? What do you feel comfortable paying for with even just rough math before you go into like talking to people? I remember when we were looking at the houses that were like 750,000. Yeah. We were breaking it down to be, see how much it would be like right. a, a, what's the mortgage. Right. And it was like 5,000. Yeah. Or so. Well, exactly. Cause we were originally looking down in Silicon Valley cause that's where we were living. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at dumpy houses, yeah. like 800 square foot dumps in not great areas of town. And they were still like $800,000 and we did the math and I was just like, how are we going to possibly afford this? Yeah. And lenders, of course, they're, and you know, pre-qualifiers, they're like, oh yeah, of course you can totally afford this. It's only, you know, like $5,000 a month. And I'm like, I don't want to pay $5,000 no. a month for a mortgage. That's like, insane. What if something happens when right. one of us dies? Well, exactly. Yeah. So hurt. I think that was yeah. a big thing. It was like, really be upfront and understand what you really want to pay. Because mm-hmm. I think you and I had a number that we were... Not like a solid number, but we definitely had like a range or a threshold of what we felt comfortable yeah, looking at. Definitely. Like as far as... I was not comfortable with $5,000. No, absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going to be house poor and... Wait, exactly. Yeah. Never get out of your house. Totally. Yeah. So I think that was the biggest thing. Um, and what else? Then there was pre-approval, which is sort of like farther along in the process. That's like when you're starting to actually get serious. Like you kind of know what neighborhood you think you have a house that you want you can do pre-approval and that's when they're going to really get serious. They're going to go through like all of your finances with a fine tooth comb and make sure that like the number that they thought they could give you is actually realistic. And basically they'll just basically set up a loan and it's ready to push the button when you get a house, when the buyer, when a seller accepts your offer. So that was super annoying. Why was it annoying? Cause it was just like, I feel, I mean, how many pieces of paper and evidence did we give over, over a month and a half oh, period? Yeah. I mean, we were on the phone a bunch. We we had to send like all of our 
like tax returns and W-2s and pay stubs and social security numbers and mm-hmm. da 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 I mean like dozens of pieces of paper and they went through every single thing and they wanted to ask all kinds of questions. And I mean, again, like, I guess that's good that they're doing their due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it was just like, I know we provided the same pieces of paper a few times and I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, do you guys really want to see this again? I'm not lying. Like this number isn't changing. Yeah. Like I just thought it was weird. Although I'm I, in, in hindsight, I'm guessing they see a lot of fraud and yeah stuff. exactly yeah. so but i guess that is just to say be prepared for the amount of time it's going to take because there's a lot of paperwork required or get all your shit ready right now yeah so yeah <laughs> so like, when you're going to, for it mm-hmm. you don't have to be looking for it I, we ran out across that issue didn't we yeah we yeah. can find something and well i think a lot of that too was because we were we wanted to come across as like as appealing an offer for a house as we probably possibly could so we wanted to do like a faster than normal close. So mm. close is like when you make an offer on a house and somebody accepts it, then there's like this like escrow. And so you have to wait typically like 30 days. And we wanted it to be shorter than that. So it would be more appealing for the seller for to take our offer. So I think a lot of that, because of that, like oh. our lenders were coming back to us and be like, we need this piece of paper right now. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I don't have my tax returns from 2017 or 2014 in my pocket right now. Like, you're <laughs> going to have to wait till tonight when I can go home and scan them or whatever. Yeah, they were just trying to get it before the end of the month. Yeah, for sure. I think so, too. Yeah. But I just think about, like, a typical person who doesn't have all the scanning stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how would they even get this stuff done? You know? Like, you'd have to like go to Kinko's at midnight and fax it. I guess. So. I just said Kinko's. Fax machines? <laughs> I know. It's just weird. But anyway, just be prepared. We did a lot of like homework up front to kind of like start preparing ourselves for this. And actually our friends like Chad and Matt, they they had told us too that like you're gonna have to sign so many papers and (laughs) be prepared. But I don't think I was It's the worst. I was not ready. Yeah. Your body was not ready. My body was not ready. So question really fast. What? So you mentioned escrow and uh what was the other thing? I don't know. Closing? Closing, yeah. yeah. So those are the steps in, like, when you're putting an offer in the house. Yeah. So it's what? Like, it's for sale. Well, it's, like, for sale. And then you typically what they do is say, like, a lot of sellers will just say, like, you know, you have to have an offer into us by this date. Because mm-hmm. on that date, they're going to look at all the offers on the table and make a decision on which one to go with. Mm-hmm. So then once they pick somebody to go with, then there's an escrow period. And basically what that is is, like, all the stuff is actually getting in order. So... Like, let's say that, let's say a house is a, is, you know, the asking price for a house is a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Well, if, if five different parties or couples or whatever want that house and they all, they all might have different scenarios of how, of paying for it. So somebody might just say, uh, I'm willing to pay $95,000 for that, but I'll pay cash. Another okay. person might say, I'm willing to pay a uh, hundred thousand dollars for that, but I'm going to only, but I'm going to put 20% down on my loan and it'll be a regular mortgage. Another person might say, uh, I'm only going to put 10% down on a mortgage, but I'm willing to come in and pay $135,000 for that house. Okay. So to a seller, it really depends on a few things, which is like, well, how much money are they going to get in the end? Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, like for us, we were looking for a faster close because what happens is once they accept an offer, that seller doesn't get any money until the offer is the deal's closed. Yeah. Which is typically like 30 days. Yeah. 
So if somebody comes to you and says, well, we'll close faster, that means the seller is going to get that check for a bunch of money faster. Gotcha. And when you have looming mortgage payments on a house that you're not living in, the faster, the better, right? Mm. So, yeah. So we did a lot of stuff to try and like make our uh, our offer look better, which was awesome. Yes. We had a really good... Uh, realtor? Uh, we had a really good realtor. Yeah, absolutely. But we also had a pretty good... like lending team too that walked us through all the different steps and really kind of talked us through what we needed to do and why and explained every single step to us which was really nice yeah 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 pippin was great too yeah our, our, realtor. our realtor pippin pippin do casa do. yeah in vallejo she's pretty awesome um yeah it was good she walked us through like a lot of stuff and gave us a lot of advice too on like if she thought a house was realistic and things to look out for that we hadn't thought of because I think we were getting really excited about certain features yeah, of the we house were. and she was really realistic about like, <laughs> yeah. mm, I don't like this inspector they use. I'm going to call for my own independent one, which like, it's so good to have that kind of perspective mm-hmm. yeah. because then we found other things and totally. Yeah. And she was very not pushy. Like she wasn't trying to push like, hey, you need to buy this. Totally. Which I really appreciated because I felt like the lenders were really pushy. Mm. Like I felt like on the lender side, they were like, oh, so you want to buy this house? Cool. Let's get this going right now. And it was like, <laughs> well, whoa, we haven't even put an offer in yet. Calm it doesn't down. even have a roof. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you I think that brings us. Huh? You should disclaim her about Pippin. What about it? Well, that she's, she's my cousin's cousin. wife. Yeah. Yeah. So? No. I'm not getting any kickback from it. I don't no. care. Anyways. Um, you got a house. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, but that was the other thing I was going to say is like when you are doing that, like when you're talking to a lender and they're trying to push you about like how much money you can afford, like you have to really think about, well, what else do I want to do to the house before I move into it too? Because they're not going to give you money to do that. Right. Because your loan is just covers the cost of the house. It doesn't cost cover the cost of like any upgrades or repairs or anything like that. So I mean, we looked at some houses that had like $20,000 worth of termite damage Yeah. or like that would have needed a new roof or like just were ugly and needed to be painted or whatever. So had leaks from yeah. the roof, didn't know what it was, the totally. extent. Yeah. Yeah. There were all kinds of And then of there's other stuff things. too that like I didn't even, like I knew that I wanted a bunch of money set aside because I knew stuff was going to creep up, but things I didn't really think about just like buying new appliances for a house because mm-hmm. it's not like an apartment where it comes with appliances. Nope. Like, not always. Not always. Yeah. So we had to buy stuff and then just like, even just little things, like we did a lot of little stuff around the house and we did a lot of it ourselves. Like for example, we had, so we had gone and priced out like, oh, we think we're going to put bamboo floors in this house. Oh yeah. It had, old, hardwood. It had it really had old dirty carpet. carpet. So we had gone and priced it out and then all of a sudden, right as we were closing, we realized Steve had an amazing idea. He's like, huh. I wonder if there's hardwood under here. <laughs> right. And there was, which was awesome. But even so. But. But. But we couldn't find out until you actually like yeah. closed and gave that check. Right? Yes. But anyway, my point was, <laughs> my whole point was just that it was a cost that you don't think about. Yes. Like, because that's like extra thousands of dollars to put floors in a whole house or even refinish floors in the whole house. Mm-hmm. And like we did a lot of that ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we were on our hands and knees with our family and like ripping out all the carpet and ripping out all the baseboards, ripping out all the tack board, yep. the carpet tack board and all that. And Garden like, stuff. Yeah. The like, wall. We ripped out paneling yep. from a, a wall. Took down old cabinets. And so even though we did a lot of the demo and stuff ourselves and like a lot of the fixing up and painting and stuff ourselves, I mean, it was still thousands of dollars to yeah. like get into the house mm-hmm. 
So but luckily you had saved up for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you, you were expecting a higher, a more expensive house. Right. So you still yeah. had, you know, a good. Well, exactly. So that was the nice part for us. I was, I had been saving up for a Silicon Valley budget of a house. And then we ended up buying somewhere in a much more affordable market, which I'm really happy about now because mm-hmm. I didn't obliterate all my savings, yeah. but even those unexpected costs did still come up. So that's the other thing is just like when you're looking for a house, don't forget that there's going to be stuff that you want to do. And it's yeah. not necessarily repairs or damage. It's just, what are you going to want to do to make that house your own before you move in? Mm-hmm. Also moving is really expensive. <laughs> like just <laughs> well, this time just, we got movers. We did, which was amazing. I am never moving again without movers. <laughs> it's just wonderful. It's worth we have too much crap. Yeah. Well, yes, we do. Uh, but yeah, my point is like the movers were amazing. It was Spartan movers. Yes. Spartan movers in San Jose. Yeah. Yes. What was your point again? I don't know anymore. I've been interrupted like three times now, so I don't know. <laughs> My point was... I don't know. Oh. I guess what I was just saying, Expe- think unexpected. about what you want before you move into the house. Yeah, and yeah. expect the unexpected. Yes. Expect the unexpected. Yes. Thanks, Julie Chen. Um, and down payment, that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. I know I you were saved. super scared of that. Well, because it's like, you know, I saved money for like 10 years. And to just think about like... All that stuff that you have in a bank account somewhere is just going to be gone at some point. Like, that's scary, you know? Because it's like when you have all that up in there, and even though even though I knew that I was saving it for a specific reason to buy a house at some point, it was just always, like, comforting knowing that, like, oh, if I got hit by a truck tomorrow and I was in the hospital, <laughs> whatever, I'd be okay because I have all this money that I'm saving for a house. And, hit by a truck? Yeah. You know, just whatever. Like, you can be scared about big things that happen in life. So yeah. Whatever. But so, so down payment wise, what, isn't there an expectation? Like, uh, you're supposed to put like 20% yeah, or something they, down. They usually say they like you to put 20% down. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, I feel like that's based on how much houses cost everywhere except for California because <laughs> houses yeah. cost an insane amount of money in California. So if, let's see, we were going to get that $750,000 house. 20% of that would have been a lot of money. $150,000. Yes, I know. So it would have almost been if we would have stayed at the, our old place a little longer, like all the, the five years or so, the rent of that would have been enough to cover twenty percent of a down payment. Right, and that was our that was like the biggest the biggest like reason for us to get a house. Like I've always wanted to get a house because I just wanted a space that was my own and like that we could do stuff to and you know, make it our own home. Mm-hmm. But I think the realistic thing that got me in the last five years, especially since moving back up here from LA was just when you do the math on paper of how much you pay for rent here in the Bay area, it was just, I mean, we were throwing away so much money every mm-hmm. year. So that was my big, you know, reason for getting a house. But yeah, you're normally supposed to put like 20% down, but I feel like that is just not typical in California anymore. Yeah. So you can put less than that, but then you have to pay what's called PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, Mm -hmm. which is basically just a separate insurance policy that says, if you dumb and you default on your loan, (laughs) then the seller and lender isn't screwed. Hmm. But what that also means is you have to pay an extra fee every month until that PMI goes away. Because basically what happens is that insurance eventually will go away once your house reaches a certain amount of equity. Mm-hmm. And in California, it can get there really quickly because the housing market 
rises so quickly. Yeah. But anyways, so you have to pay a little bit extra up front, but in the end, it's doing us a lot of good because we're paying we're paying into our own house rather than just throwing away money by paying somebody else rent. Yeah. So, but it's just that down payment. Getting that down payment is crazy. If you put more than like the 20%, does that help your monthly oh, yeah, cost? Oh, yeah, for sure. Down? Yeah, it's just like buying, it's just like financing any other thing. The more oh, you okay. put down up front, the less you're going to pay per month, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? I think, I think that was really, oh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, like some of the crazy things that people do. Cause when you put an offer, you have to already kind of understand like how much money you're going to put down, like how much cost you're going to have to get into this house. Like mm-hmm. realistically, like what else you want to do to it. But then a lot of times you end up writing a personal letter to send in. Oh, yeah. offer. Cause this is the thing is like you see on TV and you watch like house hunters or property brothers or a fixer up or whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah, I think we'll put an offer in on this house. And it mm-hmm. seems like, Oh, the realtor is just going to go tell them like, all right, Chip and Joe want to pay this much money for that house? No. <laughs> it is actually like dozens and dozens of pages of things that you have to read and sign. And they have to do all this stuff called disclosures, which mm-hmm. is basically like the seller will usually inspect the house and they have a whole report about things around the house. And so like, is there termite damage? Is there water damage? Is there foundation cracks? Blah, blah, blah. Is there an easement? Are you in an earthquake zone? Are you in a flood zone? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So you have to read all that stuff before you actually make an offer. And you have to kind of like acknowledge that you've read all that stuff, which is crazy. Yeah. There were were nights where I was up to like two o'clock in the morning reading stuff. Yeah. Cause it was a lot of pay. Yeah. I remember Did you print them out. No, No. God, no. Yeah. No. It was a lot, a lot of paper. Cause it's not very clear either. Right. What do you mean? Like some of it was like, there was this big long, like, Oh, this is what it is. And then it breaks it down later on. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a picture of this one thing. Yeah. Well, and it depends on like who the inspections were coming from. Like some were definitely more detailed than others, which is funny because that was one thing I noticed about when we originally were looking for a house in Silicon Valley. Uh-huh. That was one of the things I really noticed was like, because they wanted to sell the houses so quickly, uh-huh. they had like just binders full of inspections, just like on, on the table oh, yeah. when you went to open houses. But like in less crazy markets like where we bought that doesn't happen and you can ask for them and view them and all that but mm-hmm. yeah but like in silicon valley it was like if you wanted to buy a house you couldn't have any contingencies in your loan so like a contingency might be like we're willing to put in this offer but x y and z we'd like to say that x y and z need to be repaired first or we were willing to put in this offer but um we want our own home inspection first. And in Silicon Valley, it was basically like, no, you don't get to do any of that. You yep. have to buy this house sight unseen. Yeah. That made much. me super nervous. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, you, we'll take our offers like two days from now. Right. Exactly. And it was and just kind like, of, oh, do you have a lender? Right. And we're like, no, we're just looking at houses. Right. And then once they heard no, then they were just like, we're not even talking. Yeah. To you. They're yeah. like, oh, next. Yeah, for sure. So I guess all this is to say, just like really, really know what you want. Like, it's super fine to go and, like, browse for houses and get ideas of, like... Because going to open houses in general is super fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Like, Our friends, Jeremy and Jason, went with us. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Open house? Let's go. Yeah. Well, and I think what really got what got us kicked off is when we were in L.A. several months ago. Gosh, maybe almost a year ago now. And uh, we were kind of looking at houses with our friends, Chad and Matt. Mm-hmm. And we had just started doing it for fun. But that really got us going. And you and I really started talking seriously about what we really wanted in a house. Well, we saw that last one. uh, I think it was a Mm 750,000 little cute one, not too far from their house. Yeah. 
And we were like, oh, man, we can move back here. Your your yeah. job can transfer, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's when we were talking to the uh, their contact right. who ended up like pre... Uh, what was that word? Pre- qualifying. Pre-qualifying us. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, we just got pre-qualified. Right. And it was like, <laughs> whoa, okay. I didn't know we were actually seriously looking in LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So stuff can be overwhelming because it moves really quickly. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I, yeah, it did. Yeah. Like once she was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna buy a house." Up, oh, we're moving. Up. Oh, oh okay. It wasn't that. It wasn't that fast. It was. Pretty it was fast. still like a four, four or five month process of us going through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like it blinked, and a weekend later we were in a different place. Yeah, and be also conscious that your offer will probably not go through. That's true. Like, yeah, that's a really good point, Mike. Is like, it's hard not to get your heart set on a house because. Yeah. The house that we're in was actually the third one. Our offer was rejected on two other houses. <sighs> yeah. It's fine. But I, it's fine. It, it, you're right. It is fine because I think this is the house that was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. This was our the first house and you fell in love with it, apparently. <laughs> I mean, you can move out. So <laughs> I like this house. No, I like it. Okay. Now that we put up our security cameras and all the other stuff. Oh, God. So dramatic. Anyways, so how did the process of buying a house stack up versus what you thought it would be like? Was it better, worse, the same? Uh, uh, it's not what you see on TV, definitely. No. It's uh, a little more glamorous on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just fast on TV. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not reading anything. Time the hosts consuming. this program are just showing me all the things. Time consuming, stressful, yeah. heartbreaking, mm-hmm. joyful. Yeah. It's a lot of things rolled up into one. I feel like we did a lot of drinking. During buying this house? <laughs> Probably, yes. There was a lot of like, I need a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you like found out that they accepted. You're like, uh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember they accepted the house and it was like, oh crap, this is real. Yeah. And we put contingencies on it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And they accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is great. Because what we did, you want to tell the story about how we. I don't know where you're going. Well, there was a price that it was, you know, uh. It was like a certain price. Right. We bid under that price. We bid under that price. And we put contingencies on it. Right. Where it had to pass something. I don't remember. We wanted we wanted to have our own inspections, That's home right. inspections. And so, we, you know, this was like the third house. And so we already were like mentally preparing ourselves. Like, okay, we... Which we had to pay for. The, the home inspection that... Yes. We did. We had to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. So... And you don't get that back. Yes. Good. Okay, so <laughs> we had already mentally prepared ourselves. Like, okay, we probably won't get it, mm-hmm. but then we did, which was super nice. Yeah, but it also felt like, oh crap, it's real now. Like, and that's when things started moving really fast. Yeah, but also once we got the inspection, we found that we can kind of we try to leverage because um, there was an issue with like uh, the power thing, and there were some things that c- popped up that weren't right. on theirs. There's always room to negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. And so we negotiated a little more to help cover the cost of what these fixes were going right. to be. So. Right. Which won't always be the case, but yeah. we got very lucky. We did. We had a good team. We did have a good team. Yeah. So anyways, it was more stressful, I think, than we expected. I knew it was going to be bad because everybody says that like, buying a house is one of the most stressful things you can do in life, aside from like getting a wedding or getting a divorce. Uh-huh. And this was, this was stressful, for yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah. And not even just the paperwork, just like trying to coordinate everything, like all the fixer up things that we were mm-hmm. trying to do before moving in and, mm-hmm. 
and then moving and just everything was so stressful. Yeah. And trying to work at the same time. It was just <laughs> crazy. But we're in. Yeah. I'm glad. So aside from the stressful parts, yeah. would you say that it was worth it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, we were talking to family about this earlier today. Like, for some reason, it is different. Like, you still work all day. You still have long commutes home because we're in the Bay Area, and that's the reality. It's like you're going to have long commute. Mm-hmm. But somehow it is different coming to your own home at the end of the day than it was when we were renting. And I don't know if that's as, I don't think that's necessarily important for everybody, but mm-hmm. it was certainly important for me. Mm-hmm. And I just have a completely different feeling when I come home at night now. Hmm. I don't know. Does it feel worth it to you? I do. Because yeah. I feel, I know you were not as like juiced about buying a house as I was. Like Whoa. you were interested, but you it like was not a requirement in life for you. Like no. it was for me. I'm just happy having a, a roof over my head. Yeah. yeah. I'm very thankful for that. Well, that's good because now um, you own part of this roof. Woohoo! But you know, our I can garden now. Like, there's actually a pat, you know, grass mm-hmm. and a backyard type thing that I can deal with. So that's really fun. Our house and, doesn't shake every hour with the train passing oh my next God, to it. That's right. We're not covered in diesel fuel exhaust. We have a view of the water features. That's out true. The, the water features. Whatever it is. You mean the bay? The ocean? That's not the ocean. It's the bay, which whatever. is ocean water. Well, whatever. It's not the ocean. Okay. It's not Pacific Ocean right there. It's a bay. Okay. We have a bay view. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah. But, the, you know, expect the unexpected. Yes. Um, be realistic about things. Yes. Do your homework. Do your homework. Shop around. Mm-hmm. And ask questions. Yeah. And you know what? The lenders, I mean, they're trying to get help. You're, you know, trying to help yeah. them. Your purchase through them helps them. Yeah. So you don't have to, you can tell them no. Absolutely. It's all right. That's right. Yep. Would you do it again? Buy a house? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'd buy a house. We're not going to right now. Why not? Because we're <laughs> in this one. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that was it. Uh, what else is uh, coming up on the podcast, Mike? Let's see. Well, it's October. It is. So Halloween-y things. That's right. Uh, what are we going to do for Halloween this year? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. so I, I feel like we need to decorate our new house for Halloween. I was going to say, so now that you have a, a house yeah. in a neighborhood that's, you know, we definitely have seen kids and whatnot. Yeah. Do you feel that there's going to be like added pressure to be like pushing the boundaries of being the best like Halloween house? The best? The best no. candy? I don't the care best about decorations? Being the best. No. no? I want to be involved and like hand out candy. Okay. But like I want to be part of the community, but do I need to be the best? Are you going to give the value pack one or are you going to like step it up? Hells no. I give out good candy. (laughs) And giving out no dum-dums. Okay. So since you're from here. Yeah. What was the like worst candies that you ended up getting? The worst candy? Yeah. Well, the worst like thing that people gave out was this one lady. She would like pick walnuts off the tree in her yard and just like. She would give you walnuts? Yeah. It was hella weird. Were you like, I'm allergic. I'm going to die. No. Aw. Somebody else used to give out like little paper bags of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Somebody would give out apples. Yeah. So stuff needles. like that was stuff like that was weird. Hmm. But it was because it's like it's not wrapped, so you're like, well, I don't know if yeah. I can eat this or not. Yeah. yeah. Were your parents really strict about that? Like, oh yeah, we candy? had a whole yeah, we had a whole thing where like we had a process. Like we would come home and we had to dump our candy all over the living room floor, mm-hmm. and mom and dad, mom or dad, would like look through it, and then they would like pull out whatever they didn't want us to eat, and they'd throw it away. Oh yeah! Did they throw away a lot? Not really. We had a pretty good neighborhood. Oh yeah, there was just a couple houses that gave out like weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? 
Uh, I didn't like like the taffy stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I loved trick or treating and getting it all. I didn't eat most of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I like you're it. so funny because you you I feel like you would be like a super sweet tooth. Yeah, but you're not. You just like chocolate. I like toffee. Well, things. and I like certain I like certain things, and I go through phases with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's this year, like, I'm not even feeling Halloween candy. What? I know. You usually buy it. Eat it I know. Before usually, we give it to I the know. kids. You're right. Usually, like the day it hits Target, <laughs> I've got bags of it in the house. <laughs> With an excuse, it's like in a Halloween bucket, and I'm like, oh, it's for the kids, and I have to buy it like four more times yep. by the time Halloween comes. I'm not feeling it this year. Wow. I'm on an ice cream kick right now. Mm, Is yes. Dairy Queen still open? Mm. No. Sonic. <gasps> we're near Sonic Ooh, let's now. Let's go to Sonic. No. Yes. No. We're going to go get a blast. No. Yes, we're going to go. Going to finish unboxing. Ugh. Bottle right. caps. I didn't like bottle caps. What's a bottle cap? It was, I think, a Wonka thing, and it came in a little two-pack, mm. and you they're so chalky and you know what i think we should do next week what i think we should do a mike and steve taste halloween candies oh god didn't we do like we did at easter (laughs) some of those easter candies are weird Ooh, did you ever have the the, (laughs) getting off topic the wax candies there were the wax was that the ones that look like coke bottles i hated those my mom loved those my mom used to like those and she used to like the neko wafers Uh, they went out of business i think yeah what's your favorite halloween candy Reese's? Mm. No, no. No, I wasn't really into no. like peanut buttery stuff. What'd you like? I did like Butterfingers. Mm. Uh, I liked when I got nerds that were not the watermelon ones. Mm. Like, like cherry or the strawberry or grape. Those mm. were fine. Um, I like the Twix. I like Kit Kats. Oh, I love Kit Kats. Um, what else? I didn't really like Tootsie Rolls. I liked Tootsie Pops until I got to the roll and then I threw it away. Mm. I wasn't fond of the yeah. chocolate candy thing. I think my favorite now is the caramel apple pops. Man, you love those. I things. love those. Yeah. But I go through spurts on those too. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What kind of candy are we going to give out this year? I don't know. We'll have to look it up. We can talk about it next time. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that for next week. A little taste test. Okay. All right. So should we wrap it up for the week? I think we should. All right. Uh, music for the show is by Dimitri Banoff and Adi Goldstein. And vocals for the opening theme song are by Chad and Somo. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. We know we've been sporadic, but hopefully we're getting back on track now with our production schedule. We're gonna. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what you think and uh, send us a tweet or get us on Facebook and let us know what you're doing for Halloween. Get Coming us ideas. live from our Vallejo studio. Okay. And let us know what you're doing for Halloween and... Uh, what kind of candy do you think we should try next week? Oh, God. No, don't have them do that. Yes. We're have some awful ones. That's the whole point. <laughs> All right. Okay. Until next time, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Are we introing? Yes. Oh. I thought we already introed. Just take a three-second break and okay. start. Okay. <laughs>